Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? So, uh, good theme song. It was great. <laughs> you know, so it makes me want a burger. There's, uh, there's, there's a lot fewer people online than you would think who just have, you know, yeah, I tried, you know, no budget making a stupid theme song based on nothing but an already existing musical track and, uh, random, uh, <laughs> uh sound quotes from, from movies there's a lot fewer people who have those available online than you would think. That is why it's only Pulp Fiction and um, The Long Kiss Goodnight. Were you just looking for Sam Jackson? For that one, yeah. Because yeah. I, mean, I had all the other... There was the other one that was all Bruce Campbell. And then, uh, you know, they're just other random shit. But anyhow, that's uh, not necessarily why people are tuning into this if they are in fact tuning into this uh welcome to tipping sacred cows if i could actually say that properly that would be even better uh welcome to tipping sacred cows a show with something to say and that something is probably idiotic uh, i'm here with uh i don't you know i'm not sure how to do this uh do you want an alias i don't really care you can just call me by my first name Pablo's here, and uh, we'll just give you an, another ethnic name so that no one can possibly trace that to you. I prefer my other alias, Pablo. <laughs> and Pablo is, in fact, Espanol. Yes. Or Mexicano, as it were. Um, I'm Dave. You all know me, probably. Still same old G. <laughs> same old balls <laughs> so um i know i discussed with you the reason i chose you to be the first co-host um but in case people didn't realize i had once had a dream of being in in radio or at least uh high school passing fascination and uh and it was it was stolen away from me by a by a vulgar caller who i allowed to <laughs> Uh, keep throwing his expletives on the air, and I don't re recall whether or not I responded in kind. I believe that was the. Uh, <clears throat> I think that was actually the the reason I got booted. But uh, nonetheless, so um, how does it feel? What is it now? Sixteen years later. Yeah, I was gonna say that was back in the late nineties. 
mid nineties. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're talking sophomore, junior year of high school, and uh, I mean, I was on the air after that, just sneaking time on other people's shows, but um, I, I I had lost the right to my own show. Feels good to be back and uncensored. <laughs> and you know, we haven't cursed yet. So, yeah. So that so I would like to think in our thirties. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that uh. That we've gotten a large enough vocabulary. And, you know, we're idiots then anyway. We're idiots now, but at least, the, you know, then we didn't really have anything to say. I was half the idiot I am now, back then. <laughs> but I, I would like to think a more interesting idiot. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Many of the activities we do are still the same, but uh, I would like to think they're more informed I don't yeah you get a certain appreciation for stuff over time and perspective uh, so maybe not more interesting to other people but uh, <laughs> at least there's more of a thought process that goes behind actions and speech I guess well let's talk about something important and something that meant something to us in our in those times and before uh, Star Wars. The, Still great. The uh, the Phantom Menace is in 3D. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there anything in that we need from that movie that we need 3D? Is there is there some is there anything that makes you think, oh shit, they put that scene in 3D, so now maybe it's worth watching? Be- uh, I actually read a review on The Phantom Menace being released in 3D. Um, and if you didn't like the movie, there's no reason to see it again. But, I mean, if you... Well, who liked the movie? <laughs> <laughs> like six-year-olds. Yeah, I was going to say young children like the movie. Uh, I it, The article that I read, I believe it was on CNET, said that for for what it was... Not originally filmed in 3D. They did an excellent job in putting it in 3D without overdoing it. So if you are somebody who just likes 3D and The Phantom Menace is okay to watch for you, then that would be a reason to see the movie. Uh, it said the, the pod race in particular was, was great in 3D, but again, if you didn't like the movie to begin with, there's really nothing to add. The only part of the movie I even like is the last fight scene and and Darth Maul's like one fucking whoop there it is yep there's that first curse <laughs> Star, Star Wars got is what gets me to curse <laughs> very passionate about it <laughs> you know when things are just that piss poor I feel the need to say so um but um yeah that that's the only sort of bit of excitement I, I mean it it's it was just boring as hell for you know the pretty much the whole movie and I mean the music is good but you know it's this it's, Actually, it's yeah. Star Wars music I mean yeah, it the, is what it is probably the most exciting thing for me from that movie was was the soundtrack um, Duel of the Fates well and, that, and that's when the song finally plays in its entirety yeah and during they should have just 
Somebody should just make a gay porn version of this movie. <laughs> the, and and I, th- I teased it before with the, the Phantom Menage. And instead of the pod race, they could have the pud race. <laughs> uh, that would be... Uh, I don't even know how they do that, but okay. <laughs> Put that in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's working all over my face! <laughs> And then you know the final battle. It's you know two two Jedi's and 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 one uh <laughs> two Jedi's one Sith. Yeah, and the, <laughs> and the Sith could be well. It doesn't necessarily have to be a gay porn then. I mean, the Sith could be a chick. That'd yeah, be fine, I guess. Uh, but yeah, originally, I mean, even even that alone is not a reason to sit through the entire movie. Uh, I mean, you could you could watch. A an edited version online and just watch the the lightsaber duel or battle as it may be three D glasses. I, mean. I, I have a I have a great aversion to wearing those goggles. I don't really care for it. Yeah, I've I've actually not seen anything in three D since they started all this. I think uh, I thought about Dark Knight, but that was about it. I saw Transformers: Dark of the Moon and. Conan. <laughs> not uh, let's clarify. Not the original Conan. Not the original one. No, the what is it? Was it the 2011 release? I yeah, with retarded Kevin Sorbo or whatever as the star. <laughs> well, it wasn't Kevin Sorbo, but no, uh, I just I, meant I the retarded the version name. of Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, I mean that guy was was not what Conan should have been. I mean he has he has appeal to. A large fan base of women from. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. He was in Game of Thrones. Oh. He was uh, uh, the Draconian King, I think. Well, there you go. I'm not as big a nerd as people imagine because I don't watch Game of Thrones. Neither do I, but but my girlfriend does, so I am inadvertently exposed because I'm just sitting on the couch, you know, <laughs> doing other stuff while she's watching it. I'm, but I still see, and I'm just uh, just to sort of comments on Game of Thrones. It's interesting enough, and it's just that I I've don't... I've seen Lord of the Rings already. <laughs> I, I, I sat through, and I had the extended versions. We watched them. It was 17 hours. <laughs> I don't know exactly, but... <laughs> of walking. <laughs> I, well, no, I just mean, like, I don't even know if that was the... I mean, I don't know what the actual running time was, but it, it's oh, at no, least 10 hours. That's 17 hours of the first one as the director's cut. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but, but yeah, the Game of Thrones, like I said, it's okay. But going back to Conan, yeah, uh, not who I would have wanted to have seen as Conan. And not like I wanted some awesome actor to, you know, breathe life into Conan. <laughs> I, I would have, you know, liked to have seen Triple H as Conan. I bring back Mark Singer. Oh, he was the Beastmaster. <laughs> How old is he now? I don't know. Because Beastmaster was made in, was it late seventies or early? No, 80s? it was early, early to mid eighties. Okay, and how old was he then? Maybe know. in his twenties. I don't know. He was. He looked at least in his thirties in V, and that was or actually around the same time. So yeah, yeah, we're we're talking about a guy who's at least pushing sixty. The the only thing that I really did like about Conan was that Ron Perlman was Conan's father, and I would have rather it have been Ron Perlman as Conan. <laughs> Yeah, he would have... Uh, I would have rather have been Rhea Perlman as, as Conan. <laughs> the, the waitress from Cheers. 
Uh. <laughs> Danny DeVito's wife. Yes. There you go. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah. I think it was a better option. I mean, if, but, uh, <laughs> if, if that were just, if it were just like, like a barbarian movie of some sort, just not branded as Conan, it would have been fine. But obviously, I mean, I grew up with, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And your, Conan. yeah, your definition of fine and mine are different. I need, uh, well, I, I need, I need a little bit, enough. I need a little bit, well, I don't always need more, but something like that just isn't going to appeal to me. Yeah. Well, it's just like, you know, when, uh. When Transformers was was released, the, the the live action one, the first one, I was like, mm, that was an okay movie if it were not Transformers. <laughs> well, I, I expected it to be the shittiest thing ever. <laughs> so going in and thinking and, and and seeing, hey, this is not terrible. I was good with it, and you know, having the Optimus Prime voice from the cartoon went miles towards towards uh, pacifying me. Yeah. The so, second one's still just unforgivable. Yeah, that one was not good. Dark of the Moon is the best one so far, and it's it's mostly because they get away more, uh, further away from from the human aspect of the movie, where they and they make it so that you know it's actually the Transformers at war, mm-hmm. which which would be great. You know, even if they you know took it to Cybertron, and there were no humans in. That'd yeah. be great. Um, and since there's going to be a part four. All right, they should do that. Unfortunately, Michael Bay will still be there. Uh, but back to Star Wars, real quick. Um, I can I don't need to see those ever again. Any of them? The first three episodes, or just all? All of them. Thank you, Spike TV, because hey, it's Arbor Day. Uh, <laughs> we're going to show all the Star Wars movies. Yeah, it's a good way to kick off Arbor Day and. But I mean, any useless holiday possible. Like, yeah, they really just should leave. Boxing Day. Star Wars alone. Now. Well, Boxing Day is a can a Canadian thing, and technically it's right around Christmas, and they still show it throughout that anyway. But I, I, I they've killed it for me, and I don't know if that's just, I don't know if that's me at this point in my life, and I've, and it's like I've moved on. But I just. I mean, because there are other movies. Well, I don't know. Are there other movies I've seen that many times? I don't know. Can't really say. Well, for me, there's definitely stuff that I've seen that many times because well, I will watch the same movie over and over. No, and I and I and I will too. But and, but my favorite movies seem to be the ones, for the most part, that I kind of put off watching. I mean, I had, I had, I had seven. I had seven on two different versions of DVD. I watched one of them. I watched the crappier one that you had to flip over. And then the special edition, I don't think I ever watched. And now I have the Blu-ray. I haven't watched it yet. It, it's like I want to keep it fresh in my mind forever. Like Apocalypse Now. I think I've seen it three times. But I love that movie. But I, I want to. It's like I need to preserve the surprise and the. You know, it, it it's like learning to play music. Music becomes less magical once you. It's it's just like magic. Learning behind you know how the, things are done or it just sort of ruins. You lose the childlike enthusiasm. The mystique is gone. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, shit, I can do that. Well, mm -hmm. film, I don't have, you know, billions of dollars. I can't. Maybe. <laughs> I could go make Star Wars. I'm sure I, I'm sure I can make a better version of the, at least the first two episodes, if, if given the money and opportunity. Yeah. I'd agree with you, though. Um, that I would do that better? Yes. <laughs> that, uh, that Star Wars, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe no one has to watch them again. Well, at least, you know, everybody who has seen Star Wars, especially as originally created, um, you know, episodes four, five, and six. Um, and as they were originally released, you know, before the special editions were done, before, before anything was done with them. Um, that's, those are the ways that I enjoyed them. And I still enjoy them the most that way, you know. I don't I don't need to... If you could find them. Well, you probably can't. Well, you know what I think that they do offer on the on the Blu-ray one? Really? That you can watch the original. I'm not sure. I haven't even looked into it. Something tells me that's, that, that George Lucas wants to eliminate that version, those versions from existence. I have them on VHS. <laughs> that's practically gone from existence. Yeah, it is. <laughs> For all intents and purposes, I mean, how many views do you really have left in there? I have no idea. Uh, but, but I mean, uh, just a just a note on uh, you know how many different versions of Seven you had with with the Star Wars. You know that I had, I had it on VHS. I had it on Beta. I had, I had it on. I do have it on DVD. Uh, I don't have it on Blu-ray. I had it on Laserdisc. So the original trilogy, I had it on all those different formats. Same thing with like the original Terminator. Also had it on VHS, Beta, on DVD, and I don't know that I, well, I had it on Laserdisc. Same thing with the Aliens. See, we weren't <laughs> we weren't big in our house with owning movies. It took me to get a damn job. <laughs> and start you know, buying my own movies. You know that I just watched movies. That was what I did. Oh, I know. <laughs> and, and that's uh, why I, w I spent so much time at your house. <laughs> because the the movies we had were... The first movie I really remember keeping for a long time was the Thundercats, like, like Origin. You know, the they had the first, I don't know, four episodes or so uh, on VHS. And... And that I kept for a long time, and and the only ones I bought, I mean, I had Pulp Fiction, <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I think The Rock or something <laughs> like that. I'm like, they weren't good. I, oh, I mean, The Rock wasn't good, but or I don't. It may not even been The Rock or whatever one came. I think Con, I think I had both Rock, The Rock and Con Air. My VHS collection was very Nicolas Cage centric, uh, awesome. apparently, and along with VHS, hopefully, so has gone most of my bad taste, like, <laughs> like Nicolas Cage movies. But um, <laughs> I mean, it, now I, I buy buy stuff all the time without even watching it. Hobo with a shotgun. It, it's exactly what you think it is. And I bought it knowing it's going to be exactly what I think it is. But deep down, do I really need to own that? If I wouldn't, if knowing now what I, or what, or knowing then what I know now, I probably would not have bought it. Yeah, I've, uh, I've mentioned before that I've been, I've been sort of disenchanted with, uh, 
with having physical media because of the changes in formats. Well, that's not me, though. I still love it. I mean, I still love having vinyl. It doesn't... But a lot of that is is not necessarily buying new, but going back and finding stuff that I really loved and, and getting it, you know, the way it was kind of intended to be heard. I can I can now appreciate the the vinyl argument, but otherwise, digital media, for the most part, just keeps on getting upgraded. So you're constantly upgrading, you know, vinyl analog, right. and and there hasn't been anything that has matched that over time. That's true. So, so yes, I can understand the vinyl. <laughs> ah, so there's a, an actual logic argument for that now. It, okay. Well, you're still never going to buy a record player. Uh, I may. Because, you know, after after I listen to The Misfits on vinyl, I mean, there there really is no comparison. To whether yeah, be, the, mi- the missing guitar that we didn't know was there. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely... How the hell did we never hear <laughs> that other guitar? Because you, you listen to these <laughs> digital formats where there was... There's loss of quality. Mm-hmm. And on vinyl, I mean, yeah, you're going to lose some, but definitely not to the extent that you're going to lose it if you're listening to, to something that's been transferred digitally. Uh, so, so yes, I can understand the vinyl, even with, like, DVD audio. DVD audio sounds great as a, as a digital format. <laughs> but, but nobody makes that. Yeah. I mean, there's the occasional remixed something that's in 5.1 or whatever, and... I'm pretty sure that that has been dropped. I mean, the the only, the only really really good uh, DVD audio that I've heard is um, is the Downward Spiral. Right. Uh, I have heard, you know, other stuff that has been recorded or, you know, because Trent Reznor just does well, wonders. Yeah, he's with got it. he's got well he's got the however many different tracks going on anyway. Yeah. So, so that is an appropriate. So it makes sense. Him. Motorhead has. <laughs> has a drum they're a three man show a, a drum a guitar player with occasional solo no I don't even know if on record they even bother with solo overdubs I think they just go ahead and cause Lemmy's bass is strong enough to hold it down mm-hmm. see something like that you you could probably just listen to in mono I mean <laughs> seriously <laughs> uh, there's there's no need for, for stereo because... no there there is <laughs> because I, I, you know, I I talk about being wanting to be a traditionalist and certain things like you know liking vinyl over over digital media, but at the same time, there when they re-released the the Beatles stuff on CD and remastered for the first time ever, you still had the option of buying it in mono. What's the point of remastering anything if you're putting it in mono? Do they have? Do they? Well, I'm, I'm imagining that they did have separate tracks for. For everything. So well, they no, they sort they of placed. innovated that. Oh, really? They where where they, it, there, it used to be you had like a max of four. And then if you wanted, what you could do is you could combine everything into one. And then you'd start with three more or whatever. And, and they sort of innovated lay, you know, layering track by track. That was kind of, they're, they're kind of known for that. So... Yeah, I mean, it, it used to be, yeah, you, you mono, isn't mono four? I think, is that right? I, I, I'm assuming it is. So, I mean, they, I mean, the need for stereo kind of came about a lot through the Beatles and needing to hear more than just everything jumbled up on one, on one speaker. Yeah. But anyhow, that's not why uh, you don't care about the Beatles. Not really. 
<laughs> I do, so let's keep... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I am surprised to, over time to have learned how much stuff the Beatles have out there that I actually do like. I'm, I've never considered myself a Beatles fan, but I, there is a lot of... They have such a large it, body it, of work. It, it's so hard <laughs> for... It, it's It's insulting to hear people say, Beatles, psh, that shit sucks. Do you have any idea how, mu- how much of what people listen to now just would flat out not exist? Yeah. Um, not only... You I know, mean, forget the Elvis argument, <laughs> because that guy didn't even write any songs. Yeah. So, <laughs> Not only did the... And he died on the toilet. <laughs> not only did the Beatles have uh, a great enough portion of their work that I enjoyed, but, but yeah, I mean... There, there are so many other artists that have been influenced by the Beatles heavily that I also enjoy. Rock in general. I mean, most most artists that that I listen to, and you know, especially from the '80s and into the '90s, um, some more of the bands that I grew up listening to I've had to have been influenced by the Beatles in some way, because you know, it's the Beatles. Uh, they're, I mean, they have stuff that I don't enjoy, but they they have so much stuff that that has had influence. I I would be stupid to say to be on you know oh, Beatles. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> That's not true at all. I there's stuff that I don't appreciate, but Beatles are a great band and had great artists in the band. We'll go back to Star Wars one last time. I promise. Um, and it's really just to introduce the first regular segment that I want to do on Tipping Sacred Cows called That's Retarded. Okay, so our friend Steve sent me a link to something that happened in Portland, uh, <laughs> Star Wars related. Headline, Man Who Swung Lightsabers at Portland Toys R Us Gets Jail. <laughs> and this sort of was scary to me, mostly because of these three <laughs> first four words. A 33-year-old man. Now, I turned 33 in a few days, in a week, and uh, that's just scary as hell, just thinking, I'm surprised that, I'm almost surprised that none of, uh, you know, none of us, or, or anybody we grew up with who were as big a dorks as we were, had this happen. But anyway, a uh, 33-year-old man who struck customers with a, with lightsabers at the Toys R Us at Hayden Island, like Shutter Island? Yes. <laughs> has been sentenced to 45 days of jail and possible mental health treatment. David Allen Canterbury. Why are they always the three full three names? 
just Lee like, Harvey Oswald. It makes him sound notorious. He's the guy who killed John Lennon. I don't remember. I don't remember either. But it was another one. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yep. All killers. She's just waiting. Killing for killing <laughs> vampires all over the place. There. And this guy's sw- and this guy's swinging plastic weapons. Told uh, anyway, David Allen Canterbury sounds like a country singer. Told uh, Judge Kenneth Walker sounds like a TV <laughs> TV judge. Yeah, that he is already seeking mental health treatment and apologized to his victims. I love that they're victims. They got beaten with some plastic crap in a store. Well, you know, how hard was he hitting them? I don't know. And, uh, and was he hitting them in the face? Or? <laughs> well, let's see. Portland police said Canterbury swung the Star Wars lightsabers, one in each hand, like like General oh. Grievous. <laughs> if he would have had more hands, he would have been more dangerous. At three customers on December 14th at about 9.50 p.m. at the... I don't care where it is, because I'm, I'm not going there. Yeah. He then carried the lightsabers outside the store and swung at police. Officers tried to use a taser to subdue him, but he successfully deflected one of the wires away. <laughs> well, guy, he did have two lightsabers. <laughs> but still, I mean, he's swinging around. Once that thing hits you, that's that's rough. So he had to... Yeah. But to see it coming... But, but he had Jedi reflexes. Exactly. <laughs> police, <laughs> police eventually wrestled him to the ground before taking him into custody. Uh, he pl- ended up pleading no contest to fourth degree assault and resisting arrest. Fourth degree, so we're getting down there. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean we're almost talking spitting. Yep. <laughs> the judge dismissed charges of interfering with a police officer, theft, and disorderly conduct. Yeah, how do they know he didn't just have those lightsabers? <laughs> He was sentenced to two years of probation and a mental health evaluation that could call for treatment. He's been banned from Toys R Us. The judge did not... Was he in there alone? Apparently. (laughs) Or somebody just denied any knowledge of him. Just the lone nut theory? The... The child that he walked in with said that they... Maybe he was a Sith. There can only be two. He was the sacrificial lamb. Hmm. Um, There's he, a more powerful one still at large. <laughs> he was. He did not get additional time for violating the terms of his probation for a previous heroin possession conviction. So he's a model citizen. Well, at least um, I don't know. He's moving up. I mean, no. Well, now he's hurting other people instead of just himself. But the level of of hurt is is lower. <laughs> I, I I mean. Being a heroin addict, or well, then again, it just says heroin possession. He may have just been selling drugs, so he may be all about hurting it the community. It may have been planted on him. And now he's just, and not, he's about hurting the community in a different way, albeit more lame <laughs> and uh, and ridiculous. Less severe legally, at least. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. Um, I saw this thing on uh, on Yahoo today. Not more Star Wars stuff. Um, and uh, you're Mexican, so I thought I'd ask you, how to order Mexican without sounding a stupido? <laughs> this is 
And I'm looking, you know, when I looked through each item, like, people really don't know how to say this. I mean, and maybe the, the real test isn't can you pronounce it, but can another Mexican tell you what it even is? I mean, these are all pretty common. So I found it really odd. Most of these were, were pretty common and that I just can't imagine how somebody doesn't know how to say it. Phonetically, you just look. It, well, give me an example. Pozole. Ah. <clears throat> Well, right. What were people saying, puzzle? Yes. Well, I, I, I have I, heard people say puzzle, and when I when I heard that, are they in, and, in an Italian restaurant ordering a puzzle? No, and actually, it was it was my girlfriend Amanda. Yeah. The first time that I ever heard anybody say it was with her, and <laughs> and this was within the past month or two. Now I'm <laughs> I'm 32 years old and had never heard anyone say puzzle before. <laughs> Every time I've ever heard it, it was pozole. Alright? That's that's how you say it in Spanish, pozole. Well there, see they they even have a pronunciation key next to it, and it doesn't really help because you because it doesn't show uh what um syllables are Yeah. Now you know, for me, I'm I I don't even eat this stuff, but you know, it's yeah, it's it's not appealing. No. But but it's it's a staple in in a lot of Mexicans' diets. I mean, it's just something that, that people have been eating what for are, several generations. Something, what on what on earth is hominy? It's a, it's a corn. Okay. Because I'm just thinking of hominy, hominy, hominy. <laughs> yeah, and actually the hominy is okay. Uh, okay. It's, it's not, Cause it's I not s- sweet. Because I see no, oh, maybe there's a bit of corn in that picture. It's kind of like a large kernel corn. Okay. Um, and, uh, it's, it's got almost a potato-y texture and, and flavor. And honestly, with all the other Mexican food out there, you're really messing around with a soup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, okay. But, but yes, I mean, um, so me, I didn't understand what she was talking about. So, so, you know, if you're at a, if you're at a Mexican restaurant and you are trying to order, uh, it's one thing to not have proper pronunciation but it's another to just not be understood altogether (laughs) (laughs) all right now the the next one (laughs) you gotta go ahead flauta how the hell else are you supposed to say that uh i've heard flauta okay well that's 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 not terribly that's just not a hard t yeah flauta Okay, I'd, I'd understand that. I mean, I'm just confused as to why that's even listed on here. Now, an... I also have to say that uh, context has to be there because I have to be in a mode to to sort of expect that I'm going to hear a word mispronounced, at least, you know, the way that it, it should be pronounced in Spanish. And uh, so if, if, if I know, like, let's say that I'm the waiter, uh, that somebody's going to be ordering something and, and that they're not... A Spanish speaker, I can I can expect that they're going to pronounce it as if it were being read in English. Uh, so but even flauta. so, but that that but yeah, that's not that big a. I I, I would probably understand. I mean, because at least puzzle, yeah, because yeah, because <laughs> at least puzzle. I mean, you're just leaving out the last vowel altogether. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one that bugs me most, I think. Churro. Because I can't trill my R's. <laughs> that there's no other way to pronounce that. 
No. Charo? <laughs> well. <laughs> Charu? It's, it's, it's not open to interpretation, is what the I'm only, saying. The only, I mean, you know, the proper pronunciation would be churro. And Again, I can't do that. That's fine. That's fine. But How many years of Spanish classes? I did, <laughs> you can't just teach that. Most people pronounce it as churro. And I don't know. It's but I mean, if you if you say churro, that sounds like to me in Spanish churro, which is like watery shit. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's there's there's a big difference. Well, there. You know, to be fair, in the picture, <laughs> they have churros and then you know a, a coffee cup full of, of chocolate, <laughs> which could very well be watery shit for all I know. So, so get like, your be churros careful. and churros. Be very careful how you pronounce this because it's going to dictate whether you enjoy <laughs> this or not. It's going to not just determine taste, but whether or not you get dysentery. <laughs> so yes, there is a difference between churro and chorro. So make sure you, you, you know, pay special attention to what you're ordering there. And don't find a vindictive Mexican waiter, apparently. Yeah. Well, don't you. piss, you know, don't piss off waiters in general should be a good, oh. pretty good, uh, <laughs> because when you're ordering the, the churros, it's, it's going to be time for dessert. So, you know, he's had time. Oh, to get that's to know funny. You. You got, I didn't know they had chocolate pudding. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> this isn't the normal churro that I'm used is, to. It's a little, it's a little watery. I guess it's not really a, must be out of a packet. Not quite sweet either. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, chocolate and, you know, it's more of a bittersweet chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one, you know, sort of, I get this. Tamales, but outside of being a five-year-old, I really don't see it. Just because, who the hell hasn't eaten a tamale at this point in their life? And tamales, would you really say that? The the only way that I've really heard it pronounced uh, is well, tamale and tamal. Uh, I've never heard tamale. Really? Okay. <laughs> Tamal sounds like uh, a Middle Eastern man. <laughs> but if, if have you, you met Abdul Tamal? If if you are an English speaker and you've heard somebody speaking about tamales, a tamal is singular for tamale. You know, so yeah, you can you can say ah, tamal. Uh, that would be almost phonetically correct. I mean, this list for the most part is just idiotic, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, this one though, I, I give, I'll give huaraches. Although, maybe I'm just too smart. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, or maybe I had the distinct advantage of having you as a friend since I was three, or not th- since third grade. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. You didn't see me. Um, but I mean, it seemed. A lot of this sort of became intuitive to me. I don't know um, that I've ever heard anybody. Probably because anyone who would go to a Mexican restaurant wouldn't order this anyway. They're good. But you know that that's that's actually like a sandal. Well, now we're getting into the Taco Bell territory. Yeah, with, I mean with, it, it has multiple. With, meanings, where, but... with 
you know what chalupas really are and when, when i think of a warache it's it's a sandal but but yes i know that it's also a a food i couldn't even tell you what it is though because i've never eaten it oh really mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like a tostada only a you know fluffier thing underneath is all a fluffier thing like a like a it's more of a it's almost, it's almost like a pancake, but it's, or, but you know, it, it's a, it's a, you know, like a thicker, uh, softer still, tortilla. It's just is it like, still a tortilla. Yeah, okay. yeah. It has, it's, I mean, it's basically just a non-crunchy tostada. I mean, is it like just a regular a corn, corn tortilla? Like a thicker corn tortilla, I think. So, okay. it's, so it's got a little little chew to it. Yeah, because well, you know, like with real corn flour products uh they're there's two different ways that they're prepared like sometimes they're just you know thrown on a fire and there's also the frying which makes them a tostada um which which gives them their crispy right sort of texture uh so so yeah it's probably just a warm corn tortilla i mean that's a lot of what i mean mexican food and italian food are largely it's it's like it's the same ingredients, different vessels. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. I mean, it's really not nothing complicated. I mean, I get. I mean, there are certain dishes, obviously, but I mean, think of it. Your your staples, you know, taco, burrito. Even if you throw tostadas and huaraches in there, it's all the same damn thing. Yeah. But just a different shell. And sometimes different sauces. But that's an option. Yeah. That's customizable. Um, this one, honestly, I don't really even see very much in, on Mexican uh, barbacoa. I don't, I mean, outside, I think the first time I ever saw that was at uh, Chipotle. Mostly, mostly because I think shredded beef in general is it's like a lost art. Yes, there is a large, I guess, discrepancy <laughs> in quality yeah. because uh, you can have really good barbacoa and you can have just garbage barbacoa. Yeah, the greasy mess. Yeah, and that's, <clears throat> I actually grew up, I think, with the greasy mess barbacoa more so than actually having quality barbacoa. Yeah, which is odd because the the way you like meat is dried all hell and... And I don't generally like that, but that's usually the better quality. It, it ends up just being dry, but that's why you douse it with sauce and whatnot. Yeah, and I think that that in part is due to the the way that I was the way that I was fed growing up. It was like, oh, here's your your meat slob, <laughs> <laughs> and just you know, it just was not appealing or appetizing to me after a while so I, I went to the other extreme I liked I like very lean cuts of meat that are usually pretty dry um, I'm getting I guess more open minded as far as the food goes and I, I can actually have marbled meats now as long as they're not you know totally fatty meats uh, I can appreciate those a little bit more and not have to have everything really well done mm-hmm. uh, but but yeah when you know when you grow up with uh, here's your meat slab um, you don't, you don't really enjoy that. I guess some people do. They're like, hey, that's well, you're just accustomed to it. Like I, I, you know, I grew up with my, you know, my grandmother, and everything was just, 
you know, she grew up in the Depression, so everything was just like beef stew. Which, when you really break down what beef stew is, it's meat, vegetables, potato, water. Yeah. A lot of stock. Water. That's not a stock. You're making <laughs> what you've made. What, yeah, you take out. You, you take everything you out. You've made a stock. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's I mean, good stuff. I like that. I don't. You don't? Okay. No, I mean, I like to taste something. The beef. Well, I guess if you don't have seasonings. Yeah, it? but it's like minimal salt or pepper. It's like I want something to it. You're you're more of a foodie than I am, and I I. I like the natural taste of, of beef and vegetables. So, like, beef stew, fine with me. Also, um, well, I was just going to say uh, meatloaf. <laughs> I, well, I've come around to, there's, there's a way to do anything. There's a way to make anything be good. Yeah, not meatloaf with ketchup on top. No, <laughs> not ketchup at all. I, yeah. The next one, I've... Uh, I've never seen on a menu, I don't think. And looking at it, it looks like the meat slop that you were talking about. Cochinita pibil. Or pibil, as it says. Pibil sounds weird to me. Just be, Or it looks weird because I'm just thinking of somebody peeing on somebody named Bill. Yes. But well, you said it correctly. Pibil. Yeah, see, they said pibil. So their articles is sounding as stupido. Well, I guess there's no real way to. I, I guess I yeah I would put it as, like P E E B E E L. Yeah. I mean, but that's having a general idea as to how the language works. That, that that's something where you can also have it great, or it can be garbage. Uh, I've never had it, but kind of looks like kind of looks good. And once upon a time in Mexico. That's what Johnny Depp was eating. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Puerco. Mm-hmm. And not just what we all wanted to do with Selma Hayek. <laughs> but, yeah, with uh, with pork in Spanish, there it goes by multiple names. There's, right. There's, there's Puerco. Um, there's Cochino. It's, well, it's all it's what, kind cut, of, cut or, or preparation. Yeah. Uh, but but co- Cochino is more, um, that's more of a slang. Mm-hmm. Um and because cochino literally means like uh, somebody who's gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luis Guzman. Yes. <laughs> well, Luis Guzman, I guess depending, he's usually a, a shady sort of character. When, mm-hmm. by the way, I love Luis Guzman now. He's <laughs> he's one of he's one of my favorite actors. And how? Where have you seen him? Uh, there's this. There's this movie. I think it's called Home for the Holidays. Oh, for fuck's sake, really? Really? You're going to you're going to talk to me about Home for the Holidays. There's there's one line. Freddy Rodriguez, I think is the one guy in that movie where I was, I've seen something else he was in and I was like, hey, "This is really good." <laughs> he said this, it's like the Mexican Tyler Perry movie. Do you you remember though uh John Leguizamo's character was married to uh Why would I remember I I'm telling you I haven't seen okay, this okay. is what I'm saying. Well, anyway, he was uh, he was talking about John Leguizamo's relationship with his wife, who his wife was was a white woman, um, you know, not not within their culture at all. Yeah. 
and he was talking about how. Oh, this is you. I know why you watched this because you were looking to see how this was all going to happen to you. <laughs> yeah, I got to see how stuff's going to pan out. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he's talking about something that had happened, and he's like, "That's white people shit," <laughs> and that made him my hero. <laughs> and after that, like, I just I just started appreciating his body of work more. Well, Not that there's an well, expensive body to, he of just, work, but does he just follow John Leguizamo everywhere he goes? I I would say that uh, they have worked a lot together. They worked uh, together at the very beginning, like Carlito's way. They're both in that. Like that was the and introducing John Leguizamo movie. Okay, as Benny, whatever the hell I forgot, Benny, Benny, Benny Bronk. Something. I haven't seen the movie. It's awesome. Vigo Mortensen is uh, in a wheelchair and pissing himself every time he's on screen. <laughs> I'm sold. Uh, this is back when Al Pacino could still, you know, you could still believe he would whoop some ass. <laughs> and not, not like in Heat. Not, not Heat, well, you believed he may be able to beat Robert De Niro's ass, but that was about it. No, I'm thinking more like Righteous Kill. But, but he beat up Henry Rollins, didn't think- he? Oh, yeah, he just sort of tossed him through. No, De Niro did, I think. Was it De Niro? I think De Niro's the one who just tossed him through a glass, <laughs> like a glass sliding door. Whatever it was, you're like, yeah, right. <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> no. Yeah, Henry Rods gets punked out in almost every movie. Yeah, he usually does. He even gets punked out in the animated shit he's in. Like, yeah, uh, he was in the uh, Batman Beyond um, <laughs> movie, and... I don't even remember who kills him. Or think it, no, he he just gets he just gets beat down. I don't even want to talk about this Mexican thing anymore. Although I will say, elote. Those look good. Where can I get one of those? Because I've never had that either. Street vendors. Well, where are they? Because in the city. Chilaquiles just had those, or something that was called that. By the way. uh... The elotes are, they're, they look like just corn versions of churros, only with, uh, oh, covered in butter, cotija, cheese, oh, that's salty. Yeah, it's it's a very strong, strong sort of taste. Because it uh, looks like it would be a dessert. No, it's not. No, now that I'm reading, I'm like, cotija cheese, for people who don't know, tastes is like, is like the Mexican feta cheese. Yeah. You you have to be prepared for an elote. If uh, if you're expecting it to be like you know, I'm eating sweet corn on the cob. <laughs> no, no, that doesn't look like that. And actually, no, or that doesn't sound like it. You should uh, if you are interested in having that, ask Amanda what her impression of that was because uh, last time, well maybe not the last time, but we we went to. It was when we were in Cancun, I think. Uh, we saw a show, and they were selling those. And, uh, she I told, thought they were like churros? She, no. She she looked at them and thought they were disgusting. <laughs> and I was like, oh, those are awesome. And I told my dad that she wanted one. <laughs> so he got her one. And I was I was just joking, but she was like, I don't want that. Uh, I don't remember if she even tried it, but I ended up eating it. And I had to really try to finish it. Yeah, the picture, it's hard. I mean, it looks like a cigar size. But uh, no, not. Could be a freaking baguette for all I know as far as size wise because this picture is a little misleading it looks like it's half as big as this car seat <laughs> why I... are they eating this in the car I don't know uh, it's messy 
I, it doesn't look, yeah, that doesn't look like it's going to end well. It's appropriate for It's like trying to eat a, like a sugary donut in there. You're just, you're just going to get crap everywhere. <laughs> yes. Yes. And all you're equipped with is a stick <laughs> with, with the corn on it. I think we've wasted more than enough time talking about that. Um, more than I ever imagined we were ever going to. In fact, uh, I believe this takes us to like the 50... Uh, we'll call it 53 minute mark or something like that uh here's the point where people can fast forward to because you've heard it you've heard about it maybe from previews of leading up to this podcast i kept trying to tease stuff on facebook and just trying to keep all uh eight people interested and uh no, not. I mean, that's not a joke. It's eight people. <laughs> it's, um, but here, their friends. But here it is, <laughs> at long last, gay stuff we like. Nothing like a bit of girl on girl. I thought Englishmen didn't like women. He's really very gentle and fuzzy. We're becoming fast friends. Everybody's obviously a little bush from all this humping. For reasons too disturbing to mention, I, I find that hard. You, you, you hermaphrodite, you, you're driving me crazy. The hammer is my penis. First gay thing we like is Madonna, <laughs> but specifically Madonna's music from the eighties. Yes, <laughs> because I'm not sure if her music now is more gay. Uh, nah. I think it's more girly. All right, but you know, mo- guys. I'm sure there are a lot of guys who actually think that Madonna's 80s music is awesome, but are too afraid to admit it. Probably. So why do you like it? It's just plain and simple good music. I mean, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to agree with that. Okay. I'm going to say. I mean, it's not good music. Let's say it's. Uh, it, it it does you know remind me of better times. Yeah, I was going to say there's nostalgia attached to it. And I mean, it's it is what it is. It's you know simple pop music, and and think about the time that we were exposed to it. I mean, we were literally children, and I was literally raised on Madonna videos. <laughs> okay, I I mean seriously, I my formative years are largely Madonna and Duran Duran videos. That's my life. That's that's my childhood. Like you know, we were we were. I don't know if encouraged to watch TV was the was the word, but it was just kind of like, all right. I played on the swing set for a while. Want to talk to me? <laughs> Not blaming anything because, again, Madonna music was good. Yeah. 
or enjoyable is the as the term might be and that was still i mean and it's not just age but image wise she was just ridiculously hot and we and i remember thinking that i mean thinking wow she's like the prettiest woman i've ever seen and at that time she may still have been like that you know hottest woman on the planet yeah yeah i mean think i mean put it put it from when did she start like 83 or 4 but it's it's it, we didn't know what like a virgin meant no but if that's what it was i if, remember if, if 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 being whatever if being like a virgin is what she was, we wanted to be that because <laughs> like or at least be near that because holy shit i mean the, I mean, I'm not sure she get ever got as hot as she is in that like as, as she she was ever as hot as she was in the like a virgin video ever again. The cone bra thing did nothing for me. Yeah, me neither. That was just weird. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's a deterrent because you, maneuver <laughs> maneuverability is just nil. Yeah, but uh, I I do have like some some early memories of. Uh, Jerking off. Of yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing, but this this video just prompts me to play with my Wii. And I don't mean the Nintendo system, because that didn't exist. Not then. Uh, but on the, on the Which, by the way, why is there not, like, a Wii game for just masturbators? <laughs> I'm sure that if you went into a porn shop, I mean, you'd I understand. find some. I understand that it's more... Geared for children, <laughs> but they uh, learn somewhere. Well, I mean, Microsoft Connect. Hmm. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, as a child, I do remember girls singing Madonna songs in the schoolyard, like during recess. I I actually recall that, like a virgin, one of the songs. I don't. Yeah, I don't recall that. I mean, I don't. I guess I just don't really remember <laughs> that part of my life. So I don't, I don't remember conversing with other kids. <laughs> well, I wasn't the conversing with them. Oh. I just heard them in the in on the playground. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Well, I can't really remember anything about recess like, ever. Really. I remember that except that... for you suplexing that guy. <laughs> that guy. Or was that me? I, I think it was probably you. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, I remember, like at Elizabeth I during recess, we don't. Not gonna, not gonna, not gonna say say the name, but uh, Mike A. <laughs> I do. Was he a hunchback, kind of? Yes. And maybe that's why I suplexed him. So I thought I could try, trying to straighten him out. Yeah. Yes, I do remember he had uh, a rounded back at that time. There. Fix since then, maybe maybe you are to attribute. Why have did I not become a chiropractor? <laughs> <laughs> we, I I have radical techniques. Yeah, you, it was intuitive for you. I wonder how the all the people I power bound feel. <laughs> They're feeling the spinal compression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that probably wasn't doing them any good. Um, so. We'll fast forward from the glory days straight through the 
Truth or Dare days and the what's in between there. The I want to be taken seriously as an actress thing. Um, straight into I I mean what Madonna's always been is is dance music. It's just unfortunate that the dance music got really bad. She she adapted to the times instead of I mean she was a trendsetter in her heyday. When she went south was when she had to adapt to the times, like David Bowie. Although I do like his industrial album, but I was just kind of like, okay, clearly you're not setting this trend anymore. No. I mean, obviously, touring with Nine Inch Nails was not an accident. (laughs) Having him in the I'm Not Afraid of Americans video, not an accident. And that's what, you know, the folks who still want to work... That's what they gotta do to still be relevant. You gotta. I mean, she had. Didn't she have that? Did she have an actual song with Britney Spears or Madonna? Yeah. Or did she just like? Maybe it was just that performance. I thought there might have been a song. There nah, was like. I'm pretty sure there was a song. Me against the music. Was that that? I don't remember. Oh, I'm sure it was awful though. Yeah. And Maybe it's it not like Britney it's Spears. not like that. <laughs> and you know. No, I don't really want to talk about the MTV the Video Music Awards. Why would I ever want to talk about that? I don't know. I don't watch it. Well, anyway, we'll fast forward straight to... Uh, not so much straight, because we just spent three minutes talking about other crap. <laughs> but uh, it, we're, what, two two weeks after the, uh, the halftime show now? And... Um, and, you know, I w- would have liked to have re- you know, recorded the podcast sooner, but... You know, stuff happens. Yep. Like, uh, I don't know, just bad things. And uh, lack of interest from other people or scheduling conflicts. But these are all issues no one cares about. Um, so I wanted to, I, you know, I, was, I watched the Super Bowl even though I said I wasn't going to do it. I, the only thing I, I knew, I knew I was going to watch the halftime show because it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't uh, for the first time in a while old balls performing on the halftime show. It was just old vagina. <laughs> um, old labia. But, uh, I mean, how many the, how many bands have just like come out and embarrassed themselves during, I mean, the last one I liked was Prince. That halftime show. I think that was the Bears one. I think that was... I don't remember. But I, I do remember The Who being crap. The Rolling Stones being crap. Tom Petty looking dead. And sounding dead. Um, <laughs> Tom Petty the heartbroken. <laughs> Tom Petty and the heart attack. <laughs> and the heart grabber. So, I mean, this one, I mean, for the first time since Prince, I'm thinking, well, I thought the Who actually might have been pretty good. And they they might not have been terrible. But that's not like, Roger Daltrey wasn't like, he wasn't singing like Freddie Mercury. Even though, it's it's all about vocal range when you get, when you get old. And like Steven Tyler proved in his, uh, in his uh, national anthem, technically sung well. Like he actually hit notes but they sounded bad when he got there. Like he hit the right notes, but they sounded terrible. So, 
Yeah. I rarely appreciate an artist's rendition of the national anthem. Well, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll, 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 there will be more on that soon. But uh, So I took some notes as I was watching the halftime. And uh, so, you know, they're carrying her out. So I'm like, a bunch of Roman soldiers carrying Madonna out. Is this 300? <laughs> Watching them dance during Vogue made me think this was even gayer than the gayest 300. <laughs> or as I like to call it, immortals. Yes. Yes. I mean, what people seem to forget is that the actual 300 were fucking each other all over the place. They were away from their families. They knew they weren't going back. There's a reason people make fun of gladiator movies. <laughs> Do you like gladiator movies? Um, Vogue seeks into music, the worst Madonna song ever. This music still makes stupid people come together. <laughs> we should use this opportunity to eliminate them. Prepare the gas cans and torches. This is turning into it. What, what point was this? I think it was just more thoughts after while this music was on. This is turning into a shitty medley, even by Aerosmith, Britney, and Sync standards. <laughs> LMFAO is out there. Why? Yeah, I don't know why they were there. They contributed nothing. No, they didn't. They help Madonna do some cartwheels or some shit. <laughs> well, that was helpful. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. And danced around a little bit, but uh, but yeah, they did not need to be there. They did not add. We may have had some technical difficulty just then. I'm unsure. Uh, thanks, uh, Norton360, for performing a background ta- task in the middle of my podcast. Anyway, um, marching band drums cheerleaders. Is she going to do a cover of Mickey? That would be sweet. She didn't. No. That's what it turned out. Why does this new song sound more like her old awesome songs than the last two? I like it. Like, because, uh, yeah, it was... I, I've never liked Vogue. I always thought it was just a name-dropping excuse of nonsense. And it just didn't do anything for me musically. And like I said, music was just a turd. <laughs> and And the fact that they had Sasha Baron Cohen in the video just makes it even more atrocious to me because you can you can like borat whatever but even the biggest borat fan can't think ali g was funny i've never actually seen it and you probably don't want to (laughs) um why isn't there a camera behind and or under Nicki minaj you got to give the people what they want (laughs) worst rendition of open your heart ever they should have just added an interlude of CeeLo eating a hoagie while Madonna mimed oral on him. <laughs> Might have been more disgusting than entertaining, but not a waste of time like this was. Because it was just like drums, and they were sort of singing the song with no musical, real musical backing, and it was just... The drums are just sort of obliterating the song. And, and that's my favorite Madonna song, damn it. And they just, they just crapped all over it. It is a good song, and uh, yeah, they kind of just... It was a passing thought. It was just kind of like, well, we got to kill some time in between this and, and something else. And 
I think they just wanted to get as many people involved in that as possible. And, uh, yeah, too many players. And I was thinking about the, uh, I went back to the... Also, I think that's about the time where I, when I was watching it, I commented to to Amanda, who I was watching it with, that, I'm like, this, it's, I can understand if there is lip syncing going on. Oh, there is. But... Well, I think there was a backing track, and she may have been singing in some places. Yes. But it just became too obvious, and because of that, it was just painful. <laughs> that didn't bother me so much. I, I, I started to think about one of the, the lyrics to the, the new song, and it was something like, um, don't play that stupid game because I'm not that kind of girl or something like When you're in your 50s, you're not a girl. <laughs> you should not be allowed to refer to yourself as a girl. <laughs> um, so then they bust out Express Yourself, which is another thing from the Vogue era, which, again, cone tits. <laughs> not, maybe my interest in... No, my interest in Madonna cannot be based purely on looks because, like I said, I like that new song and she old. Yeah. You're talking about the Love Madonna song? Yes. Okay. I could play it right now, but I'm not going to. Thanks. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Express Yourself is pretty boring without the filthy sex with factory workers. You remember the the video where she's just like dude just covered in grime like hey yes. you're naked in your in your uh in your silk sheets why don't I come up and sully them for you mm-hmm. underlings like like seriously there's no security in this place like the guy like just the random you know factory worker can just be like hey there's the boss lady I'm going to go rough her up Silo oh this is the part where they uh they threw the robes on. CeeLo is finally dressed in something more befitting a man of his girth. Like a prayer. Good stuff. I wonder if that prayer is now Jewish. Because she's in the, you know, into the Kabbalah. Ah, uh, yes. Wow. Right over here. Completely forgot about that. And then, uh, you know, she finishes the song and then she, you know, falls through the stage or whatever. Now, I didn't actually. People were telling, saying that she almost fell off the stage. I didn't really see that. I didn't see that either. Nor did I. I mean, I know that she she had like the massive heels on at one point. And it was just kind of awkward her walking around. But I didn't think she was ever, ever in any danger of falling off the stage. But um, you know that I, I didn't see that MIA middle finger either. By the way, I didn't see that either. But I wasn't paying attention to it. No, I was. I was too busy chastising the director for not having a camera in place under Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I also, at that point, was just kind of wondering why they were both there. I'm like, they're... Oh, they're on the actual song itself, too. I, I got that now. But at that time, I was like, they're not really contributing very much. <laughs> but, uh, so she falls through the hole on the stage. And I guess I just I guess the devil she sold her soul soul to just claimed her. <laughs> <laughs> so that does it for that. Um, but we were talking about you know um, uh, national anthems, and that brings us to the singer who may have the greatest or probably the best rendition of the national anthem ever. Because it's the only one that ever charted on any sort of music chart. Whitney Houston. 
And, you know, I was all ready to make jokes about that. <laughs> then I'm reading online. Uh, well, actually, somebody just told me because they were reading it online because I was ready to just make jokes and not care. But uh, apparently she she died before she even slipped into the tub all the way because she was uh, she had lorazepam, Valium, and Xanax in her system. All three? Yeah. A little bit of, well, overkill, frankly. Uh, let me see. Three things that do basically the same thing. Uh, you're a pharmacist. You you can attest. Uh, bad idea? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're all benzodiazepines. So, yes, they do all do basically the same thing. The, the difference between them is basically their onset of action and how long they take your system to clear them out. All right, so which acts, which acts first? Uh, well, which I mean, strikes first? That's going to kind of depend on when she took them. But if, like, let's I'm, say she I'm, took them all at the same yeah, time. Yeah, which is, which is what I'm going to... It's my assertion she was looking to go peacefully. Like, this was her... I, I'm guessing this is her, her plan. Well, Xanax is going to be the fastest-acting one. That one's going to be the, the one with the quickest onset, also the one that's going to leave the system the fastest. Um, so, to to counteract that... Well, yeah, see, that's just... A, I wouldn't say that she... Pro- well, no. I, I'm, I'm assuming now that she also has some sort of chemical knowledge or something that she planned this out and in and, and what order... No, well, basically, I mean, the crux of it is just saying, obviously, you know, a woman who may have had the best voice in the history of popular music, outside of Michael Jackson, or whatever, best female voice, we'll say that. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, I don't, I don't even know that that's a contest. Fall, oh, no. f- falls in with Bobby Brown, who, strangely enough, is on tour with New Edition. Did, why the hell this is still happening? That's another another issue for another day. New edition, old news. I mean, she couldn't even make a comeback at this point because she had ruined her voice with crack. So, really nothing left. She kind of, I mean, when I heard that, it wasn't just, like, first of all, no, knowing she had no water in her lungs, she didn't drown in the tub. Because first thing I hear is, when he died in the tub, Elvis on the can. Like who's got the can? The, the toilet's a way more embarrassing way to go. But the fat and and he was just drugged out. He probably just he probably just you know went in a embolism during a you know a strain during the shit. Who knows? But with her, clearly, this is somebody who you don't take those three things and then get into the bathtub. Mm. You don't. You don't. You don't purposely put yourself to sleep and then go somewhere you're going to drown. So, By the way, this is uh, the first time that I'm hearing any of the specifics of how Well, she there did. you go. <laughs> Breaking news. Mm, news Last me. night. <laughs> so, broken news already. But you, news to you. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, I mean, I, you, there's really no other way to look at it. I, so, I'm, I'm kind of mad because I wanted to make jokes. But, you know, I'm not going to joke about a woman who obviously just, you know, I, I'm not going to feel sorry for her either because she had, she did have everything and she 
she did flush it all down the toilet. It wasn't just it's not bad luck. Bobby Brown does not is not bad luck. <laughs> Bobby Brown is just bad. <laughs> Crack bad. And you're rich. Why are you getting that such a cheap drug? I don't know. Uh, but but I mean when I fo- when I found out that she had died, um I mean, immediately, what I thought was just uh, some sort of drug abuse. Yeah, everybody, everybody thought that. Yeah, and, and it so I mean, I guess in a way it is, but and it did actually, you know, anytime something like that happens, it actually does does anger me. Um, like you know, I'm I'm not a big emoter, but but I mean, I don't know why, but stuff like that strikes a chord with me. Um, she is somebody who was. She was successful. And, and another, so, I mean, fitting into that same sort of, like, I like the early Whitney, too. Like, it's it's in the, in the same sort of way that I like the early Madonna. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that totally. I mean, and... If that and, makes me gay for liking <laughs> I Want to Dance with Somebody, then... That's, that's immediately the song that comes to mind. It yeah. is. Like I, it, yeah, I mean, everybody, you know, thinks I Will Always Love You, but that's a Dolly Parton song, originally. Yeah. Like, I was just made and it doesn't mean And it doesn't yesterday. mean anything to me. That, yeah. I mean... But I want to dance with somebody while having maybe less meaning as an actual song. That's what sticks. With, yeah, that's also the lasting thing that I, you know, that I'm, I'm going to take with me. You know? I wouldn't say that that has less meaning. It's a. Uh, it's maybe a. It's a, a simplistic song. It's simplistic, but it's it's also like I think I was talking with Amanda about this. I'm like, it's just a very happy and upbeat song. And I don't like that, <laughs> but I some, and that's probably why I hold on to you know those. Why why did I buy uh, Cindy Lauper's "She's So Unusual" on vinyl? Like I saw it, I was like, oh, I have to have this because yeah, I was happier then. And that's you know, it's gay stuff we like, but and but the eighties were gay. Yeah, menudo, <laughs> and that was before Ricky Martin got there. Even like even watch. Like Rocky, He's running Rocky around, three, yeah, running around with Apollo Creed and short shorts mm-hmm. and uh, you know half tank top <laughs> and and the hug fest at the end of the race. Exactly. If I win, I get to hug you, but if you win, you get to hug me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, we tied. Let's hug each other <laughs> and jump in the water and frolic. And, yeah, let's splash each other a little too. <laughs> Could so, you? Could you just imagine... This is the kind of crap that wouldn't have happened if Mick was still alive. Exactly. <laughs> imagine if if Clever Lang had seen that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, woman. <laughs> Clearly, you <laughs> you are not with a real man. <laughs> All right, but going back to Whitney. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just... It's, it's, it's something that angers me because... She is a woman, like you said. She had she had everything. <laughs> Thank you. I, I did indeed say she was a woman. <laughs> but no, she was she was talented. She was successful. Yeah, unfortunately, she had this thing going on with with Bobby Brown, and also tragically, she she abused drugs, which which is something that um, that it's very hard to understand why people can do that. But, but I mean, and I know I, I've accepted that, you know, stuff like that is something that is beyond me because I've, I have, it's, it's inconceivable to you yeah. or for you. Yeah. I, I just can't relate to it. Right. There's, there's never been something like that for me. 
but but I mean I, there's there's enough evidence to show me that you know that it's it's a legitimate issue um, and I mean I've I've also I've had uh, people on my mom's side you know die from alcoholism uh, and I've seen you know alcoholics when when they're drunk uh, so you know there's an issue and you know and and you know I do I have two I mean that was my father and I don't know if that because of that that makes me tougher on on them maybe because I I I don't no matter I mean I'm sure there's enough scientific evidence that if I were shown you know uh the chemical the chemical dependency but I but ultimately everything is a choice I mean yeah I've become addicted to this but there have where's your thought process where is it you know shit I really like you know tacos but there comes a time when I'm just not hungry I mean I mean chemical dependency yeah but shit eventually you're just not thirsty anymore and you've seen me really ridiculously hammered and and I was and that was and I and I understand it coming from the point of depression because I I admit that's why I drank a whole lot cuz I was just depressed and I didn't care that I can understand you getting to the point where you do, and that's where I think Whitney's at was at you know she was just at the point where like I flushed my entire life down the toilet what what's the difference it doesn't make me feel any well i mean that part of it is sad but at the same time yeah somebody who had everything and crack was more important where's that just doesn't make sense there has to be a point where you just saying not just saying no but also from the 80s. Yeah, but, you know, where's the moment of realization? Uh, there has to be one. And at one point, she thought she was going to come back. But she ruined her voice because of the crack. I didn't know that she had ruined her voice. Yeah, apparently. And I guess she was also about to become homeless. So I get it. Despair. The rest of it. Addiction in general. I'm going to get so much shit for saying this, but I just kind of, I do, you know, boil it, if you boil it all down, everything you do in life is a choice. There, there are things, there's nothing you have to do. You either choose to do it or you don't. Do you have to go to work? No. But do you want to pay your bills? There are consequences, is the point. Yeah. I mean, you can choose to just live carefree and do however you want, but there are ways you, you have to supplement. There's no point to say, I have to go to work so that I can pay for my crack. Because no. crack kids don't work. No, they don't. You ever, I mean, seeing a full-blown crackhead, nobody, who looks at that and says, "That's I want to be that. <laughs> There's nothing glamorous about it. Coke was a glamour drug. Like it was Charlie all done. Sheen. It was all done. Well, 
Baby yeah, so now, so now who's, so now who's America's crackhead? It has to be Charlie Sheen. No, knows. I mean, he he's gonna, he's gonna be one of those. He's gonna be the Keith Richards. I mean, I guess he's America's answer to Keith Richards. He's a he's America's immortal. That reminds me of a picture that I saw today. It was it was a picture of Amy Winehouse, Whitney Houston, and Charlie Sheen. And it just said, the caption was, silly bitches, only I can do that much crack. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about it? I mean, yeah, Britain has, uh, has uh, you know, Keith Richards. Who are the other people who just live forever no matter what they do to themselves? I guess Lemmy is. I was going to say Lemmy. I almost want to throw Russell Crowe in there, Mel Gibson, just so I can say that there's an Australian crazy person. Is Paul Hogan still alive? Not that I'm saying he did. No. Not that I'm saying he did. He's been dead for a while. Is it just because there's no more Crocodile Dundee movies and you're saying that he's dead? No, I mean he's actually been dead for a while. (laughs) Anybody miss him? Did anybody like the Crocodile Dundee movies, really? I liked them when they came out. I always thought they were crap. I throw it in the same category with Yahoo Serious and other bad Australians. Is he Australian? I think Did he we is. ever find that out? I'm pretty sure he is. So, and now what we've learned, at least you know, with Mel Gibson, Australians are bad. <laughs> Except for maybe Peter Jackson. I don't know if you can pin that on all Australians because Colin Mel Farrell. He's Australian. Mm-hmm. Russell Crowe. Bad. <laughs> or at least bad guys is what I'm saying. Yeah. Russell Crowe is at least a half-decent actor. But a drunken a-hole. Mel Gibson, drunken a-hole racist. Yes. <laughs> but, oh, and, oh, and, and uh, woman beater. Forgot about that one. How do, Christian Bale yelling at lighting people. <laughs> but he's not Australian. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. I'm looking this up. Do it. I don't. Well, now I'm looking at a picture of. Wait, let me make sure I'm saying it right. Chiles Rellenos. That is correct. Okay, that's actually the one that I actually have trouble with because I. Order that, and Chili's and people look Rel- at me. Relenos? No, not that. No, I remember. I was, I was at your, was it at your, your cousin's restaurant where I it said like, I don't know. I butchered it. Fine, he's English. I didn't. Yeah. I honestly didn't know that. I, he, he's from like some weird part of England. I was under. The, yeah, that's weird. I always thought he was uh, he was Australian. I was born in Wales. There you go. That's the weird part. <laughs> yes. Weird. He's Welsh. Hmm. wonder how many... I don't know. I, but, I, yeah, I did not know that Colin Farrell was, was Australian. Well, now that I'm not feeling so confident, let me double check. There's a I Colin... Irish. There's a Colin... F- Shit. <laughs> I mean, the name. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. You're right. I'm pretty sure now that... Now you say it. Yep. Born in Dublin. <laughs> doesn't get much more Irish. Well, well wait. There was a Colin Farrell uh, rugby player. Oh. Maybe I'm right about that one. Yeah. 
Wrong, Colin Farrell. New Zealand rugby rugby player. Thank you. That's the one I was thinking of. Clearly, that's that's much closer to Australia. Yeah, <laughs> c- clearly, that's the one I was talking about. Uh, I got nothing else on him. His position is fullback. Yep. What about Will Farrell? Can we put him over there? Well, if Australia was still a penal colony, I would say we would definitely put Will Farrell there. Where is he from? Why are we talking about this? We should just end this already. <laughs> Will Farrell's not even his real name. What is it? It's John William Farrell. Mm, yeah. He's a he's a fake. <laughs> you can call him John William. John Bill. John Bill. Johnny Bill. John Quill. He's a flower. A delicate one at that. Well, yeah, I'll stop talking about that. Any other random crap that has happened to you this week? I'm skipping what... No, you know what? Let's end with this. Because <laughs> I did all this research. I printed out all this crap. By the way, Times Ecocentric Blog. If you're looking for just really interesting na- you know, nature articles... That's the place to go. And that is where I found this. Um, This article is by Brian Walsh called Invaders, How Burmese Pythons Are Devouring the Everglades. To be fair, nothing good is in the Everglades anyway. So I'm perfectly fine with them eating these, eating everything in sight. So um, thoughts before I get into it. Have you heard of these? I have heard of it. Um, I never really thought about it. <laughs> well, let me tell you a little bit about the Burmese python. It is the largest subspecies of the Indian python and one of the six largest snakes in the world. Yeah, I know that they get huge. They are often found near water and are sometimes semi-aquatic, which would make sense since they're near the water. Yes. But can also be found in trees. They can get you from above and below. Wild individuals. That's just. I, I don't know how I copied this. Because this out. just sounds. This just sounds weird. Wild individuals average twelve feet long, but can be as long as twenty feet. <laughs> like the wild boys. But only. But only wild individuals. Like <laughs> the party. Like, like calm individuals, much shorter. <laughs> Uh, when younger, they are equally at home on the ground and in trees, but as they gain girth, they tend to restrict more of their movements to the ground. It's harder like, to get up the yeah. tree. <laughs> this is not so much informative, it's just logic. They are also excellent swimmers, being able to stay submerged for up to half an hour. Wow. Burmese pythons spend the majority of their time hidden in the underbrush. They're everywhere. You just you, you ne- there's nowhere safe. In the trees and the underbrush. They, they they said they could get you from from above. No, and I below? said that. Oh, okay. Well, they're in the tree. <laughs> Stands like to reason. One of them can surround you. <laughs> that, in front be, of me, behind me, surrounds me. <laughs> uh, they breed in the early spring with females laying clutches, which average twelve to thirty-six eggs in March or April. Although typically afraid of people due to their high stature and will generally avoid people, special care is still required when handling them. 
An average-sized python can easily kill a child. There you go. Yeah. And uh, and larger ones are capable of overpowering and constricting on an adult. These particulars, uh, they an adult can grow. Well, that was the same thing. Anyway, it can eat every everything raccoons to bobcats to deer to alligators, killing its prey by constriction and then swallowing them whole. On the jungle food chain, Burmese pythons rest near the top. They are also not local to the U.S. Imagine that. Burmese pythons are not local to the U.S. Misnomer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But they are a popular pet imported to this country from their native habitat in India and Southeast Asia. Uh, now, a new study published in the, in the Proceedings for the National Academy of Sciences suggests just how big a threat the invasive per- Burmese pythons have become. Researchers led by Michael Dorcas, D-O-R-C-A-S, not making this up, of Davidson College in North Carolina, found a dr- drastic reduction in the number of small mammals that are typ- typically part of a python's diet. And they also discovered that the remaining mammals, te- mammals, <laughs> mammals, <laughs> tend to be most abundant in areas that are either clear of pythons or where the snakes have only recently been spotted. Dorcas told the BBC that the Burmese pythons are rearranging the food chain in the Everglades. Any snake population, you are well. This is supposed to be a quote poorly punctuated article. Any snake population, you are are only seeing a small fraction of the numbers that are actually out there. They are a new top predator in the Everglades National Park. One that shouldn't be there. Uh, The PNAS researchers, that's Proceedings for the National Academy of Sciences. They prefer PNAS. (laughs) Uh, researchers looked at data from detailed nighttime road surveys from the Everglades between 2003 and 2011. wonder how they were just driving by. Or... Yeah, them with a uh, night vision camera. <laughs> and compared that data to similar roadkill surveys taken between 1993 and 99 and road surveys done in 96 and 97, blah, blah, blah. They found... A 99.3 decrease in the frequency of raccoon observations. So, raccoons are almost non-existent as far as roadkill now. A, uh... No, because now they're python kill. Yeah. A 98.9 decrease in the frequency of possum observations. A 87.5 decrease in the frequency of bobcat observations. A total failure to detect any rabbits. So there's a lot less roadkill then. There, well, rabbits are fine. Everybody likes rabbits. Raccoons, that's less trash that's going to get knocked over. Possum, that, yeah, that's the roadkill right there. The reekiest roadkill that of the law. disgusting. Mm-hmm. And Michael Jordan and, and Charlotte would probably be happy if fewer, if, if, well... No, this is probably bad to his bottom line that there's so f- infrequent bobcat observations. Maybe <laughs> if he actually went out and got a player. Yes. Um, 
put some S's in this. I still team. say that they should change their mascot to Bobcat Goldfinger. <laughs> I agree. Um, the trouble is that it's much easier to prevent invasive species from at- establishing themselves in new territory than it is to root them out. Yep. Duh. The Obama administration, Q-Boo's here, recently banned the import and interstate commerce of Burmese pythons and other few other and a few other foreign snakes. But under pressure from the pet industry, there are fucking pet lobbyists now. There are lobbyists for everything. Like tobacco lobbyists, gun lo- pet lobbyists. Unbelievable. Other snakes including the boa constrictor are still allowed to be imported in the US. Now, I can't speak for anybody else. But why would I ever want a pet that could potentially eat me? That's another one of those things where it's beyond you. It's beyond me also. (laughs) But I also don't want a dog or a cat because they will eventually... Well, cat because I'm allergic. Dogs I'm also sort of allergic, but, you know... Oh, no, that's right. Dogs won't eat you. Cats will eat you. Yeah. Dogs okay. I don't want something that even potentially could get out of its enclosure and kill me in my sleep. Where's that? Where's that get fun? When you it's wake like, up in the like middle you get... of it and say that was a close call. Ugh, you almost got me there. Oh, oh Jesus! <laughs> he constricted nearly all around me. I will just punch him in the head, and he will go away. And put him back in his aquarium. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, you almost got me, Frankie. That was a close one. But, um... You rascal. (laughs) Oh, you almost got me. Maybe next time. The wildlife trade is big business, apparently. And importers will resist any new rules. Reptiles alone are worth more than two billion. Who knew? And according to American Pet Products Manufacturers Association... Oh, no, according to... Whatever. I highlight stuff, and then I read it. uh, Invasive species pose a major threat to the U.S. Um, See invasive Asian carp, which we have here in the Chicagoland area. Um, Difference being, Asian carp could wipe out the bottom of the marine food chain and kill jobs, so affecting the economy, whereas Burmese pythons could kill people. Um, yeah, the carp end up costing the country some $120 billion a year. Uh, the pythons may not be standing still either. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service reports that they're adapting to colder climates and may be expanding their range. So, lesson here, I would think stop getting pets that are going to kill us. Yes. And uh, second, I really think it's time for for uh, humans and gators to unite against a common foe. Uh, I think it would be difficult to form that alliance. We can't explain to these alligators that it's in their best interest. I don't know that Alligators are going to hunt pythons. We can't do it alone. 
Because what do alligators eat? They eat a lot of they eat a lot of the same things the snakes do. But the snakes also eat alligators. Yeah. I don't know. I see <laughs> see food for thought. Do do al- would alligators eat snakes? I would think. You gotta defend yourself at least. It'd be difficult. Because. I don't know. You they, just clamp down on that sucker. They hunt a lot based on movement. And snakes, the same way. Both of them like to play the waiting game. Well, these snakes in particular don't just eat when they're hungry either. That's that's the main issue. Is because they're opportune feeders. They just, you know. That's why they get huge in people's enclosures. Because I, I know I just fed him a goat. But he looks hungry again. They always look like that. Now I will give him an eagle. (laughs) And they always look like that. They're menacing-looking creatures. So, of course, they look hungry. So they feed them. They keep feeding them. And and they'll eat just because it's there. They don't know when the next meal's coming. Now, the Everglades, smorgasbord. Just any wildlife there, open season. Pretty soon it'll just be snakes. That's why, well, that's what I'm saying. It's not like there's any other menacing wildlife that we could sick on them, other than the gators. That, I mean, and it's Florida. Gators everywhere. Yeah. So I don't see why, I don't see why you wouldn't just unleash, like a, like they're all over the place and, you know, just in the streets, people's backyards. Whatever. Gators, yeah, round them up, let them loose in the Everglades. Like try and get the numbers game. Even the odds. yeah, Gators bigger. Have yeah, you and you send enough of them out there? Somebody's one of them's gonna see something. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, the only the, the I mean, the inherent flaw in that logic is what if they turn around? Maybe <laughs> the number of gators that can be uh, hunted during the season. You know. That would be a, a numbers well, Or, even. yeah, also uh, increase or, the amount of snakes you're going to be shooting. Yeah. I wonder if, uh, if they thought about that, making a snake hunting season. They do. Well, not specifically, but they there are organizations sending people out with guns to kill these pythons. You can't, I mean, they're, you can't let them go. Like, alligators understand there's a delicate balance. We can't eat everything. We just eat what, yeah, what comes along. Maybe people. Well, the snakes are just kind of like, huh? Maybe people should develop the taste for the python. I'm going to go out on a limb and say pythons might not be edible. Why not? I don't know. Yeah, people can eat rattlesnakes, I guess. Yeah, I mean, usually bigger animals don't taste very good. Yeah. So you know, maybe the huge snakes aren't going to taste great. I can't imagine any snakes tasting all that good. But create a market for it. I mean, you don't have to be... And they're not not unpleasant to look at. I mean, I'm not one for just killing for for skins or whatnot, but these bastards are, you know, causing a problem. And and honestly, looking at the picture of it, it looks like Jake the Snake's boot. (laughs) So, I think they would make some... they make some excellent boots. Maybe even a whole couch. 
Okay. <laughs> but I think, um, yeah, I mean, create the meat market for it. You don't have to be a Floridian to eat it. Export it. Whatever. Hey. Hey, you guys sent us this snake as a pet. <laughs> I'm sending it back to you as food. Be happy, starving Indians. See? I've circle of life. In fact, that's that, now you're onto something because you can just, I mean, feed third world countries. With, I mean, they're not going to care. They're just happier feeding them something. Hopefully. Now that that would that would create the issue of uh, of the exportation and keeping of this meat. Well, I guess you know maybe they can catch them live and export them. That'd be more tough, though. <laughs> or it'd be even easier if we, they just never exported them out of India. We would probably be closer to wherever we needed to get them to. <laughs> yeah. Woohoo! But, I mean, they got to take care of the ones that are here now. Well, I mean, yeah. Issue, larger issue. Uh, yeah, we... No, nah, why, why wouldn't you be able to... The article... Well, you just toss them all in a, toss them all in a box and just... Whatever. Like, you, you can... If I can send Gino's East Pizza anywhere in the country and it'd still be good, then I'm pretty sure some some python meat could make it to Ethiopia with, you know, minimum. What are we sending over there? What are we sending over there now? I have no idea. What kind, what kind of crap rations could we be sending anyway? Like, at least it's meat. Be fresh. You should call up that dude that's on those late night... Infomercials asking for donations. Call the Everglades, buddy. They uh, they got you know, they're, they're stockpiled. This they got more food than they know what to do with. This is free advice. They don't really even know th- what they have. You could get it cheap. They they just want it off their hands. So that's what we do here. We solve problems. <laughs> so one one. If now we just need to solve the concept of crack addiction and uh and uh and you know not remaking Star Wars anymore which I don't really even care about. I would almost I would rather watch a remake of Star Wars than to watch any of the Star Wars movies Star Wars movies again. Cuz at least it'd be different. And not just hey look I painted the background did you see the, the fan-made Star Wars? No. No? You know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> it was uh, basically a We're remake. We're really still talking. <laughs> <laughs> There's a remake of episode four. Just it's, it's just a bunch of clips strung together from whatever sources. All fan. All fan-made clips. Oh, okay. And it was all edited together to make, to make the story. And, I mean, there's, there's no consistency in style. Wow. It's just so they so they're but they're made for, like mimic of the original scenes or yes okay yeah so the story is the same okay then I don't care it's just all kinds of different media I would rather movies. they just they added other weird stuff like Obi Wan was a pedophile or um, there is one animated scene in there that that was pretty funny like yeah the, but I mean it, if you're gonna bother at least change the story a little bit at least put a little spin. All, all the spin is visual. Hmm. 
So, like, I don't even care. (laughs) (laughs) I struggled to finish watching it. Just as we, I have struggled to finish this podcast. You're going to stick a fork in it? I, I think that qualifies as random thoughts. Yes. Um... I think I covered everything I wanted to, and uh, wow, how graceful this uh, this was, and might I add, twice as long as expected. Um, but hey, I better twice as long and twice as boring if than half as no. <laughs> well, yeah. I I hope that uh, this it goes a little bit smoother from now on, maybe. We got one under our belt. Hopefully you'll you'll come back and join me again. And uh, anyone who anyone who thinks they can do better, frankly, you know, oh come on, oh now it's a competition. <laughs> well, I, I'm always I always want to raise the bar. <laughs> I, I'm really just looking for people with weird thoughts that you know. Talk, that we can discuss against my weird thoughts. Um, yeah, and conflict. Not enough conflict. I feel. I don't think. You no. Know, this is this is a pretty cordial. Uh, what could I have really gotten into you about? Uh, something to think about for next time. <laughs> and now pissing Hector off. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> The reveal. Hablo at the end. As... Uh, you, you can just bleep that out later. <laughs> uh, no, no. If, I, if I've let the last 20 minutes go, and the 20 minutes before that, <laughs> and the 20 minutes, uh, about 30 minutes before that, yeah, it's uh, it's still going. Do you believe it? it? Just, I'm just so proud of my little microphone here. It's so nice. Proud of your snowball. Yeah, the blue snowball. Uh, get one today. There you go. Product pl- product placement and looking for my residual. Thank you. Um, so yeah, this has been tipping sacred cows. Uh, come tip with us later. Oh, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> you gotta come up with something better than that. Um, hope we were idiotic enough for you. So, if not, we'll be stupider next time. Derp. Um, so, yeah, I'm Dave. This is not Ablo anymore, uh, but merely Hector. And uh, signing off until next time. I'll come up with a better close later. Yeah. So, toodles. <laughs>